This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com. We're in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, and we're going to be picking up in our text today in verse 17. Now, just to give you a little idea where we are, Paul, who just began this letter just a few verses back, began to speak about the division that was going on in that church and about how unity and the body life was critical to being obedient to God and to being used by God. And in that discussion, he began to, I guess, kind of step back from the fray or rather to diminish himself as a popular character of that time because, you see, many of the church were picking sides and, and picking leaders and, and in that respect, causing division. In that discussion, he kind of drifted away a little bit and began to talk about this issue of baptism. You see, he was saying, look, I've only baptized around 10 people in my whole ministerial career. We spoke last time we were together about the ramifications of this passage to our theology. And now he's going to go on in verse 17 today where he's going to further discuss this issue about baptism and how uh, it fits into the greater picture here that he's trying to show to the church in Corinth. Now, I need you to know that when Paul said that Christ didn't send him to baptize earlier in, in our text, he wasn't putting down baptism. When I said that baptism was not a mandatory aspect of being born again, that in no way is minimizing it or, or for that matter, excusing us for not being baptized. After all, baptism was commanded by Jesus himself, Matthew 28, 19. And it was practiced by the early church. So Paul was emphasizing he couldn't do everything. He needed others to use their gifts to help him. That was the aspect that he's driving home here. Paul's gift is preaching, not baptizing. And that's what he did. This is a model for us, you see. Christian ministry must be a team effort. So Paul wasn't dissing Peter or Apollos. He was saying that each of us have a place within the body of Christ. Christian ministry should be a team effort. No preacher or teacher is complete link between God and people. No individual should think he can do everything. We must be content with the job God has given us and do that job and do it well. Verse 17, Paul goes on in this subject and he says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the good news. Not in wisdom with words, so that the cross of Christ wouldn't be made void. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are dying, but to those of us being saved, it is the power of God. So, On this issue of baptism, Paul makes one more statement, and it's almost as if to be the period at the end of the sentence, to to finish this subject. So he completes the baptismal regeneration issue, and now he's going to clarify what actually is critically important. You see, again, today we have seemingly and so often lost track of what we're supposed to really be doing here. Uh, We we come to church and we preach current events and we deliver feel-good sermonettes. We preach positive messages on family first and universal prosperity. 
We push social justice and political action and it seems, well, it seems we preach anything and everything except the cross these days. Churches don't preach the cross for the same reason men have been reluctant to preach it from the very beginning. And that reason is that Christ, the Son of God crucified according to Scripture, well, he's an offense. Romans 9.33 says, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense, and no one who believes in him will be disappointed. Galatians 5 verse 11 speaks further concerning this. But the bottom line is that God did not send Paul, Apollos, Peter, or me to baptize. He didn't call any minister of God on a mission to come baptize people. Now, again, don't get me wrong. Baptism is an awesome event, and I love to participate in it. But that's not why I'm here, and that's not why I'm called, and that's not why you're called. I'm called to preach the gospel. And not with a mess of Hebrew and Aramaic and deep theological concepts. It is to be taught pure and simple and just as the scriptures present it. And that's what I try to do here each time we come together. Nothing more, nothing less. I guess when you mess with perfection, well, all you're going to do is simply taint a great work of art. Of course, to those who want nothing to do with God, well, it's all just a bunch of craziness. It's just silly religious mind control. But for those of us that are being saved, well, it's the very power of God. Now notice the careful language here. Paul refers to those who are perishing and those who are being saved. Now both of these phrases, interestingly enough, are in the continual and present form. What does that mean? Well, that means that for both of these groups, the result of our decisions continue long after the moment of that initial determination long before we pass uh, on into eternity. Now indeed, there are those definable moments of time when we choose the right or the left road and thereby determine the course of our lives. Spiritual rebirth is one of those moments and God says he sees you from that moment. From that moment on as positionally complete. He declares your standing as righteous. Now salvation by design is an innate nature aspect. It it does not stop the day you say the sinner's prayer. Our lives, they will change, and again, they must change. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com